knock, 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 knock. And you walk to the door and you open it. And the person says, if you died tonight, what would it be? Heaven or hell? That was an evangelism technique that's still used today. I can't remember. It has a name. But I never felt like it was a very um, welcoming and um, inviting sort of message. I don't know about you. When I was in college, there was a Bible study group, and how they, they, and how they wanted to share their faith was they would, when it was Bible study night, they would just go around to dorm rooms and drag people literally out of the dorm room to take them to Bible study. Now, how many, how many people do you think really came to understand the love, the grace of Jesus Christ through that sort of method? By being drugged against their will to a place they didn't want to go with people who they thought were out of their ever-loving minds. This has affected me tremendously. And I don't think that my story is, is, is different than some other people's stories. Because what happens then is, is, is for those of us who, who for whatever reason then come back to the church or maybe never left, when we encounter that kind of you know, guerrilla evangelism, we think, oh, well, that's, that's evangelism. That, that's what's supposed to happen there. That, that's how it's supposed to be done. It's sort of this hit you over the head with, your, with, with fear, with your sin, with your brokenness, and then somehow that's supposed to make you feel really grateful for the, you know, for the forgiveness of God and, and for what Jesus has done for us. Um, never really worked for me. Always just made me feel more guilty, angry at those people, um, and not wanting to, to have a relationship with this God that they were talking about. And so, so especially then in, in churches like ours, what, we, what, what are often called mainline churches, um, we, we get the moniker of being called the frozen chosen because we're, we're, we're very tight-lipped about our faith. I don't, know, I don't know for how many of you, when I asked that first two minutes to talk question, whether, whether you would rather not talk about politics or not talk about religion. Man, I don't know which one, you know, which one hit you, but um, for many people, the reason why they don't want to talk about religion is because they've, they've gotten in those conversations. Where it's just, it's not, it's not a friendly opening conversation. It's, a, it's an angry, shut you down sort of, sort of conversation. Trying to get you into a, a, a particular box so that that person can then check the box that they got you to say the sinner's prayer and then you become a Christian and they get another star in their crown in heaven or some crazy, silly thing like that. Um, you can see how much I really love this, this way of doing things. So, but... And here's the thing, in, in, in Matthew 28, in Matthew 28, Jesus gives us the great commission. He says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them and teaching them everything that I've taught you. So, so part of being a person who follows Jesus is, is being able to, to share our faith in some way, shape, or form. And we know, 
we know, at least, at least as I know from, from my visceral experience, that, that the way that it has been done in other places doesn't really work very well. Because it never really felt like sharing the faith. It was more like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to hit you over the head with dogma and theology. And so we're called to be evangelists, even though we may not like that, that word so much. But what's interesting, I think, is that we're very hesitant to be evangelists about, about our faith. But most of us are great evangelists about something. Right? You get a new, if you're a golfer and you get a new driver, and you're hitting it longer and straighter, boy, who aren't you telling? Who aren't you telling? You know, you, you, if, you're a, if you're a car guy... You know, and you, and, you, and you put that new piece of equipment in your car, you put some new taillights on, or, or you got a new muffler or something, you're like, hey man, come out and listen to this. Go to the store, buy yourself a new dress. You put it on to go out. You're not telling anybody you have a new dress. You're just saying, look at my new dress. I'm beautiful in this dress, Right? We're great evangelists about all kinds of things, but not necessarily about our faith. And sometimes I think it's because we don't even know our own story very well. We don't even know our own story very well. I mean, the other part of it is I think a lot of people, a lot of us think that that we need to we need to be really well versed in the Bible, and we need to we need to be you know just like like almost like Bible scholars in order to in order to be people who would who would share our faith. But I, I really I don't think that's a prerequisite. I mean, we we need to know the stories of God. We need to know about Jesus. We need to know all that. But we also need to know our own story. Because teaching someone about about God through whatever you know through the Bible that's that's teaching, right? And we're supposed to do that too. But sharing our faith, I think today especially has to come from the heart and if so if we don't if we don't have some knowledge of our own sto- of our own story with God it makes it very difficult to share our faith so we're going to do something a little experiential here all of you have paper on your table now I'm not going to ask you I'm just so you know I, I can I can I can feel the the heart rates going up already. I'm not going to ask you to share your faith with someone aloud. But but I but I want to give you a little a little way of thinking about this. Almost all of us and I I have I've run into very few people who who don't have something like this. A before and an after. Now Sometimes we get derailed because, um, because people have these amazing conversion experiences, you know, and they like, well, you know, I was a drug dealer, and I was a pimp, and man, I, you know, I was the worst of the worst, and one day God smote me, and I, you know, now I'm brand new, and now I'm an evangelist for Jesus. I'm, like, most of us, I don't think, 90% of us, the, the people that I talk to who are people, they don't have that kind of before and after. I mean, I think those are valid when they happen, absolutely. We, we have them in the scripture, that people have these encounters with Jesus and they are changed immediately, absolutely. But I think for most of us, there, there are little nudges, there are little things. And so, um, and so I'd love for you to just think about in your own life, is there something like, before I thought this, but after whatever happened, I thought this. So it could be 
It could be that um, you were on a hike and you're hiking up the mountain and maybe before you always thought, you know, God doesn't ever really communicate, you know, to people. But you're walking along in the mountain and all of a sudden you just, you just have this experience that, that you're just filled with, with grace and with gratitude. You're just, you're just overwhelmed by, by, by a presence, by a spirit that you just can't, you can't quite explain. You know, it, it, it isn't just the caffeine from the coffee you're drinking. It's, it's some, there's something else going on there. And so afterwards, you're open to God in a different way. So maybe it's an experience like that. Maybe, maybe you went to hear someone, someone speak. And they opened up the scripture or something in a way that you went, oh, wow. I'd never thought about it that way before. And that connected with you inside in a way that, that, gave, that gave, made, your, made your faith a little more personal, perhaps. Or maybe it was, you know, you... Um, you were going to do some service work or volunteering and, and just with the people you were working with or, 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 with, or, if, or with, if you were working with a particular person, you just, you just in that moment felt, felt a change in you or in them that, again, you just couldn't quite explain that. And so that made things different. Or, I mean, you know, it could be a negative thing, too. Before I thought this, but boy, when I ran into that person, now I think differently about God. So I want you to just think about that for just take a couple minutes. And I hope I've given you some, some ways to think about it that are helpful. So before, before it was like this, after my faith is like this or my, my thoughts about Jesus. So just take a couple minutes.
Thank you for uh, starting to walk down this little experiment with me here. That's, that's great. I love it. I love it when you guys engage with what we're trying to do. I just I, I find that it's, that it's so helpful to know our own stories in that way, so that so that we be, we begin to have our own language of faith. We be, that it, that it becomes our own. You know, and it's not easy. Let me, let me just be really honest. I mean, I, I stand up here every week and, and I talk about the things of God and, and supposedly what's coming out of my mouth is, is, we believe, is supposed to be the Word of God. And, 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 and there, are, there are many times when I struggle with language about my own faith and belief in Jesus and what that means to me. There are times when I really get stymied about that. So, so if, you're having, if you're having some trouble, don't, don't feel badly, but just sort of keep at it. Keep it in the back of your mind. Like, what is, you know, I mean, you're here today. So there's so, something has happened to bring you to this place today, whether it was duty or obligation or, or you heard there was coffee or, your, you know, your kids drug you here. I don't know, but, but whatever it is, you're here. And, and, so, and so that means something. Something has happened to draw you into this particular place at this particular time um, for this particular worship service. And so, so as we have that and as, and as, we, and as we understand this... this um, this call from Jesus to, to share our faith, um, then, then what are we supposed to do with that? How are we supposed to be living our lives if we're supposed to, if we're supposed to be sharing our faith? And, and, and basically, I mean, one of the things is to take very seriously what Jesus did. And Jesus became human, and in, one, and in one version of the Bible it says, and he moved into the neighborhood. We Christians need to move into our neighborhoods. We need to connect with the people that are where we live to begin to understand what their world is about. When we send missionaries to other, when we've done this the right way, when we've sent missionaries to, to other locations, to other places, one of the things that those missionaries do is they, they spend a lot of time immersed in the culture. Before they do anything, they just spend a lot of time just, just meeting with people and eating with them and hearing their stories and, and sharing their culture and, and doing all that, trying to really understand who they are and, and what their hopes and their dreams and their fears are, what their needs are, all those kinds of things. Not so they can come in and provide some sort of solution, but so they can partner with them and begin to, to, to show them what, what the gifts and the graces of this, this life of faith are. And so, so today I think it's even more incumbent upon Christians to be to be not so missionary sometimes, because we're like, oh, well, we're going to take, take ourselves and our money and we're going to go apply a solution over here. We need to move back into our neighborhoods and live out the message of Jesus right where we are by getting to know the people around us, by, by, by finding out what are their hopes and dreams and fears. What, what is it that might keep them from hearing a message of good news, you know? What is it that... And, and, and when, you, when you begin to make relationships with people, there are opportunities to then share about what Jesus means to you, what, 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 how God is in your life, why you go to church. I mean, I think that's a, there's a lot of people that probably look at, look at Christians and go, why would you show up and listen to somebody talk about a book that's a couple thousand years old and, and you sing crazy songs and, I mean, you know, whatever. 
but we do because somehow we've had an experience of God that captures us and has, has put us in this place, and, and, and it's meaningful to us, and so, and so we want to share that. We want to be ev- those evangelists, you know? So it might start to become, you know, almost as natural as sharing about that new golf club or that new dress, you know? Not in your face, but just as a real, as a real gift and appreciation for what God has done for us. And so we need to move into the neighborhood and, and, and be able to think about how, how we might be in relationship with people um, to, share, to share our faith. And I think, you know, it, it would be really cool, and, I, and, and Nate really read that scripture well, and I want to I read um, part of it again, and, and I'd love for you to hear it this way. Paul's writing this to the Thessalonians, um, but I'm going, to pers- I'm going to personalize it a little bit more. Every time we think of you, I want you to imagine this is a letter written to you. Every time we think of you, we thank God for you. Day and night you're in our prayers as we call to mind your work of faith, your labor of love, and your patience of hope in following our Master, Jesus Christ, before God our Father. It is clear to us, friends, that God not only loves you very much, but also has put his hand on you for something special. When the message we preach came to you, it wasn't just words. Something happened in you. The Holy Spirit put steel in your convictions. You paid careful attention to the way we lived among you and determined to live that way yourselves. In imitating us, you imitated the Master. Although great trouble accompanied the word, you were able to take great joy from the Holy Spirit, taking the trouble with the joy, the joy with the trouble. Did you know that all over the provinces of both Hanover, Henrico, Petersburg, the city of Richmond, believers look up to you? The word has gotten around. Your lives are echoing the master's word. Not only in the provinces, not only in the counties or in the city, the news of your faith in God is out. We don't even have to say anything anymore. You're the message. That's the vision of Westminster Church. Is that we become the message of Jesus, not just with our words, but with our thoughts and with our actions, that we live from a place of being so grounded in the gospel of Jesus Christ that it just flows out of us in a way that we can't help it. And that as it flows out of us, it is a a welcome and an, an invitation to all people to all people who are struggling with questions of life and faith, to all people who are, who are trying to figure out what it means to, to live in this world, to people who are going through great distress and trouble, to people who are recovering from, addi- from, from addictions, to people who are struggling with just who they are, what their identity is about, to people who are walking along the path, and, and maybe, they, maybe they don't even know if they believe Jesus was even real, but we invite them along on this path. Because we've become grounded in the message of Jesus. This, this good news that welcomes people into the presence of God in a powerful, powerful way. 
so that they then begin to be people of grace, of hope. They begin to be people who are becoming the message of Jesus right in their community. So that then this thing begins to take on a greater shape and more people are attracted to this because we need more people who believe good news about God and about humans. May we become the message. May we move into the neighborhood. And may you find ways to share your faith. Amen.